If no one sheds light on what is being done in the darkness, it will never stop. One in three girls and one in six boys are sexually abused and told to hush. Breaking the silence is the first step to healing. Healing is a lifelong journey. Find your voice. Your story matters. Pain put me into hiding. Purpose called me out. May the silence be broken. Thanks for listening to the One Voice Podcast. It's a safe place for conversation on relevant topics with real life stories to encourage and inspire you along life's journey of healing from sexual abuse. I'm Mary O'Brien with Nicole Braddock-Bromley. The month of January is National Human Trafficking Prevention Month and January 11th is National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. Because we care deeply about this problem and are working hard every day in the fight against it, it seemed appropriate for us to make that the focus of this podcast. Human trafficking is the illegal trade of human beings, mainly for the purposes of forced labor and sex slavery. As the world's fastest growing criminal industry, it affects every nation and neighborhood around the world. Every minute, two kids become victims of modern day slavery. There are more slaves in the world today than at any other point in human history. 27 million men, women, and children are being exploited for manual and sexual labor against their will. In 2003, Nicole founded One Voice to bring awareness, hope, and healing on the topic of sexual abuse and rape. In 2013, she founded a nonprofit specific to the fight against sex trafficking and called it One Voice for Freedom. The average age of a sex slave is 12 years old. Now, I was never sold to anyone for sex, but I can remember being 12 years old myself and going through some of the worst things in my life. For nearly a decade of my childhood, I was used and abused sexually by my stepfather, a man I should have been able to trust. My pain put me into hiding, and I kept my secret for almost 10 years. And many of you know my story, finally told um, when I was 14 years old and went through some things. My healing journey had some ups and downs, but eventually I felt called to be a voice on this topic. and. So though my pain put me into hiding, it was my purpose that called me out. I've been speaking now publicly on the issue of sexual abuse for about 13 years, 14 years-ish. And about halfway through, I started receiving emails from victims of abuse who were also victims of trafficking. And these victims of trafficking were telling me that they related to me. You know, they read my book or they heard my story you know, on TV or something like that. And and they said they related to me because, you know, they themselves had been victims of childhood sexual abuse in their home, whether it was from, you know, um, a mom's boyfriend or, you know, a neighbor or whoever it was. And they ended up running away. And now I always wanted to run away. And I've always talked about that, but I never did. Well, they did. And they ran right into the arms of some finesse pimp promising them everything they ever dreamed of but eventually, of course, making their lives living nightmares. Well, hearing these stories and reading these emails and meeting these incredible people, their stories did more than impact me for just a few days. It was, I think, God's way of interrupting my life. It awakened me to the pains and the reality of human trafficking. And obviously human trafficking is something that most people don't want to talk about. You know, it's easier just to pretend it away or just pretend like it's not going on in our world, but it really is. And so it took 
God bringing these people into my life for me to really wake up to this issue. And once I knew about it, I wanted to know more and I felt like it was an important thing for me to do. And so in 2012, I went undercover with a film crew from Life Outreach International. We went into the brothels of Cambodia and I met children there who were locked up in little rooms. They were being starved and electrocuted and beaten, gang raped. They were being sold for sex like eight to ten times a night. They had nothing but a blanket on the floor and a little bowl of rice in the corner. And you know, I came face to face with pimps. I comforted moms who'd lost their daughters to the trickery and the torture of traffickers. And there was one mom in particular, her name was Yam, and she showed me exactly what I could do to stop slavery. She was a single mom of two little girls and very, very poor. One day, some men came to her village and shared with um, the adults about an opportunity to send their little girls off to receive an education and to get jobs and they would be able to, you know, have nice clothes and cell phones and they would send money home to the family. They'd be very well taken care of and all they had to do was send them off for two years. And so Yem, thinking that this was the answer to her prayers um, and that these men were just godsends, giving her children a life that she never could provide, she put her two daughters, her only two children, onto a tour bus with tons of other girls, only to unknowingly be putting them into sex slavery. When I went to Cambodia in 2012, I was supposed to interview the one daughter that was returned. After three years, her oldest daughter had been shipped back, but she had one eye that was gouged out and she was basically in a coma. Yem sold everything that she had, including her home, um, to provide medical attention to her daughter. And her daughter died two weeks before our plane arrived. And then her other daughter had never been seen or heard from again. And so Yem just wept and wept when I met her and just was asking, could we do anything to find her other daughter? She was a picture of brokenness, of grief, just the most broken person I think I've ever seen in my life. And that broke my heart. I remember coming home from that trip and that experience and Yem's story had just impacted me to the deepest levels. I felt so broken for her. I felt so broken for her daughters. I felt incredibly broken over injustice in general that I felt like I could no longer turn a blind eye or remain silent on this issue, knowing what I know now. And as a mom, you know, I have three little boys now. I know what it's like to have your heart running around in these stinky little bodies every single day. And I don't want any other mom to go through what Yem goes through. Not just then, but every day. Just constantly grieving the loss of her kids and over something that she didn't even know about. She thought that she was giving them this life that she couldn't provide. But she was tricked. She was lied to. Her story is what inspired me to start the anti-trafficking nonprofit that we call One Voice for Freedom. I knew that if we could just beat the traffickers to villages like Yem's and to the girls that they target, we could teach these vulnerable families about the evil tricks of traffickers and we could save many lives.
So I started raising money, and for about $3, we could buy a pair of shoes for a child in these at-risk, targeted villages. And families, they walk for miles, and they bike for miles and miles to come for these shoes because they don't have things like that. And all they have to do is sit down and hear my story and the anti-trafficking education that we provide for them. And it's just been remarkable. I had my book, Hush, translated into their language. And we handed out resources and hotline cards to parents, to high school students. On our third mission to Cambodia this last year, we reached 10,000 families before the traffickers did. And so our plan is if we can raise enough money for the books and the shoes that we'd like to be able to do it annually. Well, I've been able to do some incredible things with God, I think, in Cambodia and also this last year in the Dominican Republic and, of course, just right here um, in our city. But I had to come out of hiding to do it. You know, I had to step forward in the face of fear. And I had to believe that changing the life of one single kid is worth it. Before I left for my first mission to Cambodia, one of my family members called to inform me of something. They said, Nicole, you are not going to end trafficking. And I thought, well, yeah, that's true. But should that stop any of us from ever trying? You know, from being willing to go, if even to save one kid? You know, this comment not only pissed me off, but it pushed me to try even harder. Because I think that if it was my kid or your kid, chained up, locked in a room, being fed one bowl of rice a day, having to service, you know, 10 men every single night, being beaten, whipped, electrocuted, drugged, raped, you would want the whole world to wake up and do whatever they could, if even for just one kid. Ending something like modern-day slavery or sexual abuse or the fact that one in five women will be the victim of rape or attempted rape in her lifetime, it's going to take all of us. It's going to take your voice. It will take my voice. And together, we are one voice. And I think a collective shout on injustice is what it will take to be a solution to it. Once I stepped out of my hiding place, I caught vision of how I could not only be a voice, but I could be an answer to a problem. Proverbs 29:18 says, without vision, people perish. Now I believe in a God who brings beauty from ashes, and I believe in a God who calls and uses broken people, people whose lives are messy, you know, the foolish, the weak. He calls us to some of his best work. I think it's so amazing that he can take something that you feel is the worst thing of your life, something that's so shameful to remain hidden and then just uses it for good, uses it to advance his kingdom. So if you're afraid to step out, you know, you're listening today and you're afraid to break the silence over what's been done to you. You're listening in secret. You don't want people to know that you would listen to a podcast like this. Or you have some deep desire to be the hands and feet or the voice for hurting people around you, or maybe even the enslaved. I encourage you to pray prayers that are so wild, so dangerous that they scare your fears away. I remember feeling called to this work of being a voice for those who were enslaved, being a voice on human trafficking. You know, things were going well for me and writing my books about sexual abuse and, and sharing with survivors and speaking on university campuses. You know, why would I want to disrupt that and enter into this very dark and evil world? Well, it wasn't something that I necessarily wanted. It's something I felt God was asking me to do. And so I just started praying that he would help me to face my fears and to step forward. He was calling me to step forward even in the face of fear.
what Satan hoped would be the problem or the pain that would end you, God will use to give you purpose and bring a solution into the world. A.W. Tozer once said, we can be in our day what the heroes of faith were in their day. But remember, at the time, they didn't know they were heroes. Most of you have probably never really thought about being a hero of our day. But my prayer is that today you would finish this podcast with a new understanding that a hero is exactly what you are. You know, I believe that we as survivors of abuse have what it takes to come out from hiding, to be a voice on the issue of both abuse and trafficking. We could be an army of action heroes the world has never seen. Your pain, your past, your fears, your shame, they don't have to limit your future. You are needed, even in all of your messy brokenness, you can be an action hero, but you must come out from hiding. As a voice of awareness and prevention, our nonprofit equips and empowers children and families who are most targeted by sex traffickers. And as a voice of hope and help, we provide resources and education to those who have already been exploited. I can confidently say that we are saving lives. Our work is unique in this field. We know the tricks of the traffickers and we stay one step ahead of them. Nicole, myself, and other speakers reach potential victims of human trafficking in schools, churches, orphanages, and universities with unique curriculum. Young people in the U.S. and across the globe are equipped with information and strategies to avoid becoming victims. Parents are educated to protect their children and friends from victimization. Tens of thousands of children and families have been educated and saved by the services and resources we provide. We also link arms with other local nonprofits in this fight, and we provide things like freedom bags filled with basic needs items for women coming right off the streets and beginning their new lives. Warm meals and bagged lunches to runaway youth who are at highest risk of being trafficked. Last May, we provided a free spa and shopping day for 60 local survivors of sex trafficking. Some of them very young girls giddy over having their hair and nails done and getting to go shopping for free. Some of them cried, saying they've never felt so loved and cared for. And I love this story here. An older woman just sat there and held a kitten while she was getting her hair colored and with tears in her eyes said she had never felt so happy. Fundraising is one of the most significant ways to use what you have to make a difference in your community and across the globe. We have lots of great ideas for those who want to partner with us and help raise funds for our mission to buy meals for teen runaways to buy shoes for kids in poverty-stricken areas that the traffickers target, to sponsor freedom bags for survivors of domestic sex trafficking. There are so many ways to help support this cause or to get involved. You can check out our website or connect with us on our One Voice for Freedom Facebook page about how you can join this fight. Educating parents as well as the next generation about the dangers and reality of human trafficking is key to ending modern-day slavery. Maybe you have a passion to help spread the word about human trafficking. Do you want a survivor to come to your community, church, or even school to speak about trafficking and how to make a difference? You can have Nicole, myself, or another survivor speaker from One Voice at your event. There are over 27 million people trapped in modern day slavery today, but together we are One Voice and if we all would do something, we can put an end to human trafficking. Since January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, you can make a commitment now to get involved and be a solution. 
January is also a great time to make new commitments to your healing journey after abuse. On our next podcast, we'll talk about the importance of a circle of inspiration, creating safe space in your life to talk, to breathe, and to be inspired. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. We hope you'll subscribe, write a review if you heard something you like, even invite family and friends to listen so more people can hear about healing. Check us out at IamOneVoice.org or on Facebook.